theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brennan Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 103 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Ray Vargas so that we can spoil the hell out of The Last Jedi. Woo-hoo. How are you doing, Ray? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's start the marathon. <laughs> um, if... Listeners don't know you by now. <laughs> They're not gonna. So we're gonna, unless there's anything huge and epic that uh, has happened since the last time we've talked to you, I think we just move into our weekly geekery. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, what have you been up to weekly geekery rise? Oh man, it's been hard because it's the end of the semester, so super busy. I'm sure you can relate. Oh yeah. Um, and so I haven't really had time to do a bunch of TV watching and reading, but. Um, I am, uh, I think we talked in the past about how I'm, I had to move out of my, my apartment this in the middle of the semester, kind of last oh, minute. Right. And so I have a really long commute, uh, to work every day and, and back. And so I've been doing a lot of podcast listening. Um, and so that, that I've been able to squeeze in some kind of geekery, <laughs> you know, while on the road. Um, and my thing is, uh, I, I'm always on the lookout for really good, um, movie or cinema podcast. Like, you know, I, I, I love listening to discussion about like my favorite movies and, and movies in general, actually. So I had one recommended to me by my coworkers, uh, Christian uh, in particular, but Jason likes it too. It's called the Canon. Um, and it's pretty popular, I guess, you know, a lot of people out there know about it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I like it. It's cool, but it doesn't, sometimes I'm not in the mood for that, you know, that specific podcast. Um, and so I was switching between that and uh, back and forth between the canon and one of my favorite podcasts, 99% Invisible, mm-hmm. uh, which is super geeky. It's basically all about design and how and how, you know, really good design 
it's supposed to go unnoticed and and but it breaks it down and it's such a good podcast and the the host of that podcast roman mars um he announced on one episode that he was recently a guest on a brand new podcast called movie crush it's awesome i love it but movie crush basically um it's god i you know i should have looked up the name of the host i just started listening so I don't know off the top of my head, but um, he has a different guest on every week who basically wants to talk about their favorite movie, their number one favorite movie. Nice. So someone, exactly. So, so, you know, like the passion is there, you know, listening to someone talk about their favorite movie is so much fucking fun. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I love that. And so that's basically what Movie Crush is. Every week someone comes in and talks about their favorite movie. And so we've only got a few episodes out because it just started. But um, Roman Mars uh, was a guest and talked about Jaws, which I love. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, what's his name? I think it's John Hodgman, something Hodgman. He's a dude who played the 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 pc character in the mac pc commercials from a few years back remember okay yeah, yeah, yeah. A writer and um i think he's a teacher as well um but um he came on to talk about the avengers the first film the avengers nice that was a great episode and so it's not you know i don't know some some movie podcasts they tend to be kind of elitist about their film you know mm-hmm. uh taste which i'm certainly guilty of as well i'm sure but um this one's great because you know whatever the favorite movie is uh, of that guest they'll talk about it and so when i saw the avengers was one of the episodes i was like oh this is this is the movie podcast for me that's awesome i i the problem i always have with movie podcasts is yeah either they're very elitist or if you don't have an intense knowledge of the movie like you get completely lost yeah um <laughs> So is the Canon or movie crush, both of those like things where you've really had to see the movie before you dive into it? Um, not necessarily actually. And that's what I was thinking too. Um, probably movie crush. I think for me, the, the enjoyment of it is that I know these movies and listening to someone geek out about it is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Um, with the Canon. I actually learn a lot. So, um, uh, the host, God, her name is Amy, uh, uh, Nicholson, Amy Nicholson. Um, she has on a different guest, uh, every episode and she recently had on a writer who I really love. Her name is Molly Lambert. And, um, she used to write for, um, a couple of my favorite, uh, websites, blogs, whatever, but she had her on a recent episode and they were discussing a film that I had never seen before called carnal knowledge with, um, with Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, well, I really like, molly lambert <laughs> and i want to listen to her talk about movies uh but i've never seen this movie like you know am i gonna regret it like but i listened to it it was great it was a great episode i learned a lot and it really made me really want to watch carnal knowledge so um yeah i don't i think with the canon you can just listen and 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 you know enjoy it i would say with movie crush for me i really like knowing the movie already all right well that's not too bad though i mean like i've, I've got a good a good background in movie viewing so hopefully i will know most of them <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool and it's like they're super broad and like a wide range so yeah fun that's cool awesome anything else uh no man that's it's like, <laughs> that it's that like, is it <laughs> yeah, i had my i had my final for grad school uh this past week and so it was just a lot of preparing for that and uh i am ready bring on 
the champurrado and tamales and like Christmas, like vacation. I'm ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking a little bit before we started. I think a lot of people are ready this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I have been listening to a lot of lots of stuff, like all over the scope of geekdom um i've finished it's, it's been two weeks since i've done an episode so um i did uh i finished full moon by jim butcher it's the second of the um dresden files hmm. books and i absolutely love the dresden files files i've got one more to get through before i'm caught up from where i've read but it's been so long since i read these books hmm. that i'm trying to go back and and review them read them or listen to them um, I read them the first time, and then this time I'm I'm listening to them on, on audiobook. Oh, okay. But the problem is, is I I check all of them out on um on library apps, so <laughs> I have to wait for them to be available. Right, <laughs> it's like right. I just want to listen to the next one. Um, I also I don't remember if I mentioned this in my last episode, but I also finished the first book in um the um oh i forget the name of the series uh it's the the first movie was or the first book was feed by mira grant and it's a zombie uh novel and the next one is deadline and i love feed and i'm bouncing hard off of deadline like i'm i'm having a really hard time getting into it is this the Newsflash trilogy? Yes, the Newsflash trilogy. That's okay. the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you like it? I loved it. I loved Feed. I didn't care for. I'm. I'm. I. I've got a. I don't know if I just wasn't in the right headspace for Deadline. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna let it expire and then in you know, a couple months re recheck it out and see if I'm I'm in a better headspace for it. But the first one was so good. I don't know that the second one kept that momentum. Hmm. But uh, Feed by Mira Grant is an incredible book, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it because I had read that and listened to it as well. This is helpful because, you know, I'm really into the, this genre stuff, like zombie stuff and horror stuff. But I feel like book-wise, it's the, the, it, the market is so flooded that I don't know where to begin. You know, like what is something that I, I would like versus not? And so mm -hmm. your recommendation has gone a long way here. Well, you know, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Max Brooks. Oh, right. Right. But I am also, I am one of those people who has no problem criticizing his, his, uh, heroes and things. Yeah. Um, I, I saw him speak at Comic-Con when you're on a, on a zombie panel and it had all of these zombie authors on it and he was just pissed. Like he wasn't pissed, but he was just not nice to these people. Um, like he was acting like they didn't have any right to be in the genre that they didn't know what they were talking about. And it was her. I don't remember everybody who was involved, but she was there. The author of warm bodies. Did you ever see warm bodies? The movie? No. Oh, Ray. <laughs> it's really good. It shouldn't really? be good. But it's really yeah. good. It shouldn't be good. Really? No. Like Honestly, I was like, I'm going to this because I love zombie stuff and this was before i think it was mostly before um the walking dead was out on on television or it was you know early days i'm like i cannot get enough of zombie fiction right now i'm gonna go see it i'm sure i'm gonna hate it and i left going there is no reason i should have enjoyed this movie as much as i did <laughs> oh it was so good um 
And so like, and it, and it didn't, it didn't completely break the conventions of zombie uh, horror, but it did change them a little bit. And I really appreciated how it worked. But anyway, so he so he's on this panel with like five people, and two of them are the author of Warm Bodies, who he was just rolling his eyes at, and I I understand like zombie romance, like I get it, but but Mirror Grant was having none of that, oh. and so so the the question that was asked the panel was fast zombies or slow zombies, and of course Max Brook is all about slow, slow zombies. zombies. That's yeah. why it was such a big deal when um when his movie came out because they aren't slow zombies. And when, uh, and she goes, well, it's, it's a biological thing. She says, if it's a brand new zombie, then it's going to be able to run at you. Not maybe at full speed, but it's, it's going to be able to run at you. And then as it decays and as, you know, chunks get taken out of it and everything else, it's going to slow down. So newer zombies, faster zombies, slower zombies, older zombies. And like, she was very clinical about it. And I just really liked how she held her own with Max Brooks. So I'm like, I'm checking this book out. Oh, nice. And it's post post apocalypse. So it's not during the big siege. It's Mm. the reaction to the big siege after, you know, they've, they've kind of reclaimed large portions of the U S and how people have to live now on a daily basis. And it's basically about these bloggers, which is the way most people get their news in this timeline. Um, and they've been chosen to follow the next presidential campaign. And so they're following the um, one of the Republican nominees for uh, before the primaries. And it's all about the the political intrigue that they have to deal with in this world of zombies. Wow. It's really good. Wow. That, yeah, I'm checking that out. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I've been listening to that, or I finished that. I finished um, finished Full Moon, so I'm waiting for Grave Peril, I think is the next one, uh, in the Dresden Files. And then um, I'm listening to Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, which was a recommendation from Katie and Chelsea from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And this is kind of a teeny bopper book. I would say like, it's definitely about, it's about a college student who writes fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Ray, I am ridiculously invested in this character. <laughs> <laughs> like I talk to my, I talk to my iPhone as I'm driving home going, what are you doing? Stop making bad decisions. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I keep sending messages to Katie and Chelsea on our group Slack and I'm like, I can't, I can't even like, what is she doing? What is wrong with her? And it, it's, it's just, it's just a fun, it's a fun novel. It takes place in, you know, with college aged characters. Um, the, the main character's a hot mess, but the, like she's surrounded by such, you know, I think overall good people that you can't help, but like smile when, when, like she wants to hate the world, but the world just won't let her. And it just kind of makes you smile every time it happens. <laughs> and then um, last but not least, I have been fully back into and reinvested in Warcraft. Oh, what does that mean? Um, well, you know, I, like? well, you know, I started, I started a new podcast about, uh, wow. Yeah. And, and so that's been going strong and What's I've got it. it it's called Podcast of the Whale. Okay. 
And uh, the reason why it's called that is because in Vanilla WoW, it's a, it's a WoW classic podcast because they're going to release um, servers. We don't know when, but they're going to release servers that run WoW the way it was when it released in 2004. Right, right. And uh, Ray, if you ever want to see just what the internet should not be, like just the <laughs> bad that comes out of the internet... Go to the WoW Classic, like the official WoW Classic forums where they're trying to get feedback from people to make it the best experience possible. And all it is, is people shouting at one another. <laughs> I feel like you can find that a lot of places. Yeah, but I mean, like, like you want just a pristine, like trapped in amber example, like this is it. Like, just like, you know, somebody will post a question that's been answered about 15 times before. And oh. then two or three people are polite and answer. And then it just goes south from there. Right. <laughs> I always like when the first response to those questions is like the really sarcastic, like, you know, the <laughs> like just like there's already a, a meta joke in, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, in the forum about that. So, yeah, I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook like that, where <laughs> if something gets reposted or if a question gets re-asked, like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> not going to go well for you. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, but I got to say, I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving the community because the whole reason why I got in podcasting in the first place was because I was loving the Blizzard podcasts that were out there and building a community. And yeah. I'm, I think, on episode six of... Um, of podcast of the whale. And, uh, it is, I, I'm, I'm getting people like messaging me on Facebook and sending me emails to kind of contribute their side of the conversation. Like, you know, I asked this week, um, what character you're planning on playing on the classic servers and people are already, you know, weighing in. I call it, I have them do hashtag whaling in cause it's podcast of the whale. Um, <laughs> So it's cool. It's cool to have that that interaction. But since that's not out yet, I have been um, any opportunity I get to to play a little WoW. I am. I'm jumping on old characters. I'm rolling new characters. I'm running around, and and it's it's it feels like going home a little bit. I was gonna say that must feel like such a comfort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I made peace with reasons why I don't care for the the newer expansions. I mean the the newest one is is really strong, but it has a lot of mechanics in it that you have to that that feel very much like upkeep and chores. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time to invest in that. So I'm having more time kind of going back and and leveling stuff through the earlier um levels. But I'm listening to podcasts, I'm watching YouTube videos, I'm like all in as far as Warcraft again, which is nice because I still think that that's my my primary fandom. That's the one I always end up going back to. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I feel the same way about comic book stuff. It's yeah. blowing my, it's, you know, the the trailer for Infinity Wars just blew my mind. You know? <laughs> How many like, times have you watched it? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And the thing is, like, I'm you know, I'm a big softy when it comes to like <laughs> my like really like primal like fandom like properties and stuff you know mm-hmm. um, because it's that it's such a source of comfort it's just like i go right back there is a direct line from you know the infinity wars trailer to 12 year old me like 
walking with my grandma to like, you know, down the, the busy street with all the businesses and going into that one store that's like a, I don't know, it was like a cowboy clothes store or something, but, but on the, on, you know, behind the counter on that, in that store, they had comic books every week. And so I would go in and I would, you know, buy my comics. Um, that's how it started. And I was actually younger than 12. I think that was more like 10 years old when I first started. So that was before I had ever visited, you know, a, a local comic book shop or anything like that. So there, I mean, it's, it, definitely feels like still like that you know what i mean and yeah. watching all these characters i i'm still i'm still just tripping out like what like captain america's like in a multi-million dollar blockbuster movie like what you know right like, what is going on like that's thanos what <laughs> like, is this real life it, it, um, it's we we live in good times yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, I don't think that's something I'm ever going to let go of just that. And I don't want to, I don't want to ever, you know, forget that. Just that feeling of, I can't believe my childhood is like on, like, it's just at this level. Like it's, you know, being consumed by, you know, popular culture and I get to like, enjoy this and see all this, you know? Yeah. Now here's my question. What do you think about the Disney Fox merger? Oh man. I mean, there's two sides to that, right? I'm really excited to see, you know, um, Fantastic Four and X-Men, you know, done by Marvel. That's really exciting. And then the other side of me is like, we're definitely heading to 1984, right? Like we're definitely <laughs> like, this is going to be the ministry of, you know, something, whatever, right? There's like four ministries, I think in that book. And like all, everything is controlled by these, you know, these four entities, Mm-hmm. Um, we're already getting double speak, you know, with, with, uh, the recent news about the CDC, you know, not being allowed to use seven phrases, you know, it's like, we're already starting to eliminate, like, this is the first step towards eliminating certain words of our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I don't know, this is, it's ominous joy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very the fan, the fanboy in you, the fanboy in you, <laughs> um, is is gleeful. The yeah. uh, the uh, woke individual who keeps up on politics and world change is like, oh dear yes, god. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because a couple of years ago, when the Force Awakens uh, came out, my friend Suzanne and I were talking about how, like, I mean, super excited. We were there opening night and everything, but also we had that conversation of oh, I guess Star Wars is going to be like the next religion. Like that's going to be our new religion, mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, and now I might just think it, it might just be the Church of Disney. Like, yeah. you know, the, the thing is that, because I've been reading about it, um, you know, there's, there's old legacy media, which is like the studios, you know, like, um, the, the, the old, like, uh, uh, major Hollywood studios that have the, the few that have able been able to stick around because they've consolidated, you know, the properties and media and stuff. So that's legacy media. That's like tied to like television and like, you know, movies that you see in the theater. But what's, what we're seeing is the, the internet age, you know, the Goliaths of this time, you know, Google, um, you know, Disney has is, is done a great job of incorporating that. Netflix, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like Google, Netflix, uh, some of the other like streaming services, these are becoming really huge entities of their own. And I think di- we're watching Disney 
navigating the the um transition from old media legacy media to the to being a new you know streaming based um internet age kind of like media company yeah and they're they're doing a decent job of it because they're they're trying it out you can tell that they're trying it out on all of everybody else's different platforms before they go and put theirs out there exactly because their platform is coming like in 2019 or something like they're going to set their own streaming service so you won't be able to stream you know marvel stuff on netflix anymore because disney's going to want it on their uh streaming service yeah and you've got you've got netflix right now that they've been doing all the the kind of defender stuff then you've got um runaways they got on hulu yeah exactly yeah and part of the reason for buying Fox Entertainment is because they don't have enough content, you know, just to of their own to to justify like a streaming, you know, catalog. So right. buying Fox means that they add all this stuff that Fox has done to their to their catalog. Well, and then they added I don't remember what it's playing on, but when Cloak and Dagger come out, that's coming out on a different platform. Right, right. Yeah. So, so. I, I read something about how like Fantastic Four is actually still owned by this company, and Fox only ever had the distribution rights. Yeah, I read that too. So I don't know that yeah. we'll be seeing them anytime soon, but um, I'm sure. I mean, come on, Joe. It's it's like at this point, it's like inevitable. It's like you know, all your base are belong to us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> growing and spreading, and you know, enjoy the ride. You know, <laughs> that's that's another thing. And I know you haven't been doing a lot of TV, but that's another thing that I've done this week is is we did. Um, we have been, I'm not fully caught up, but we have been watching runaways. I don't know if you've, you've dipped your, your toe into that pool yet. It's, I, it's on my list with so many things. I am going to be a complete couch zombie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as soon as vacation starts. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. (laughs) All right. Well, um, we could go on forever because that's how you and I are. So let's take yeah. a quick commercial break and then let's get into um, – I'm, I'm realizing I still have spoiler cast for Justice League. That's not going to work. Uh, spoiler cast for The Last <laughs> Jedi. We'll be oh, right gosh, back. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. All right. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we're the hosts of the podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture. We try to have a female perspective on things, but we really just talk about anything we like. What are some recent topics we've done, Katie? Uh, Well, we've talked about girl power songs, Wonder Woman, Veronica Mars, young adult fiction novels, San Diego Comic Con, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and start listening today. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of The Comic Box, part of the geek to geek podcast network. So, join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. And we're back. And uh, before we actually get into our, um, our spoiler cast, I do think that a lot of the network shows on the geek to geek network are going to be covering 
The Last Jedi, so please make sure you go check them out. I'm, I'm pretty sure, considering Void has been spamming Twitter about how this is his favorite Star Wars movie, that he will probably be doing an episode on it this week. I can't imagine that he wouldn't. And I'm pretty sure we've all seen it. So, um, so yeah, so check out the other shows. We're going to try and start sending out messages to let you guys know what happened on each show each week so that you can kind of keep an eye a track on everything um pick out the ones you want to listen to each week but i'm pretty sure this is going to be a very star wars filled week <laughs> yeah all right so last jedi ray last jedi what do you oh. think <laughs> oh by all means my friend go first oh my god this movie is all over the place and i love it mm-hmm. i I keep going back to the same thought, which is this. I feel like this film is really going to show what kind of film fan you are. Not just what kind of Star Wars fan, but what kind of film fan. Because I love Ryan Johnson. I I really have enjoyed his past films. And and I feel like I and I and this is true even with Marvel movies and all movies. I'll always prefer the strong choices that are hit or miss Mm -hmm. over safe, forgettable storytelling. And I feel like The Force Awakens, mind you, because it had a huge task, you know, you can't piss off anyone. But by taking that approach that J.J. Abrams did, where, you know, this has to work, I can't afford to upset anyone with this, you make very safe choices. And, you know, that's why that film was criticized for being such a retread. Right. You know, um, but because it, it did what it had to do, but it's yeah. not Force Awakens. I mean, I, I rewatched it uh, the morning after I watched Last Jedi and just, yeah, I mean, it was it's cool. It's it's cool because you're seeing Star Wars. Yeah. But it's not cool because, you know, on its own, because of anything that's necessarily happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Jedi is just a whole different thing, man. It's I mean, Ryan Johnson took some huge swings and I'm really surprised they let him actually i am too and but i i have a i have a theory as to why but i'll, I'll get into that in a second i'm I, but i love it i it gets me hyped just to be like he's not gonna do that he's gonna do that they're gonna let him do that this is uh-huh. happening right now like i'm seeing this in a star wars movie and i love that i cheered audibly like three or four times in the film like I mean, and yes, there were things that I didn't like. There were things that I was like, oh, no, why'd you do that? But you know what? That stuff gets overshadowed. Like, I'm not the type of film goer that that's going to ruin the rest of my enjoyment for me. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I just love the things that I love, man. And if you're doing things that I love, like, I want to see more. Like, I'm behind you 100%, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved this big, beautiful mess that it was. <laughs> and it felt way long, too. It felt like four hours. It did. There, it did, there, were, there were slow moments. There were moments where I'm like, okay, this could get picked up a little bit. Yes. Just yes. Like, and people know this is a spoiler cast, right? Like, yes. We are, like, if you don't know at this point, we are, we are, like, we are spoiling the hell out of this. Yes. Thing, so. Okay, good, good. Because there was a certain point in the story where I thought, oh, this is the end. Just because story-wise, like, I was like, oh, okay, this is the climax. Cool. Like, this is a fitting climax. And then it kept going. And then it kept was going. It, was it when Luke walked out and was standing there in front of everything? No, no. The, 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 that was the part where I was like, oh, there's another climax. Um, for me, it was when they were in the Red Room. Oh, okay. When he's, when he's telling her, join me. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the climax. Like, this is the end of this film. Cool. Like, okay, it's what, an hour and 45, you know? Like, great. And then it kept going. And I was like, wow, this is a long ending. And then it kept going. And then they started setting up a third act. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I got so caught up in the story that I just, you know, kind of lost track of time. And I didn't realize it's a two and a half hour film. Yeah. When, when you, when, when they have, when Luke walks out to see the, the whole, like all the adats and everything yeah. staring at him, I thought it was going to go, you yes. know, where it goes into that. Like I, I, I was the credits. I was just waiting yes. for it to roll. And I thought, all right, here's our, here's our cliffhanger, like all uh, empire strikes back. Yes. Me too. Same here. I kept waiting for them to cut to black. I was like preparing myself for it. <laughs> but no, not at all. Not not even not even a little bit. Um, I have so much to talk about. Um, we uh, favorite bits, and then I have like extended favorite bits. Um, there's just a lot going on in this film. I, I honestly like walking out of the theater. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to talk about this in Sunday morning." Um, like I need to see this film again because there's just I just felt like you know the first time you ride a roller coaster and you're just like that was great, but I had no idea what just happened to me like right right, and then right after you ride the same ride a few times you're like oh anticipating oh here's where the loop happens here's where this happens you know uh-huh. um that just felt like a roller coaster like i was like what was that like <laughs> well it, it's it's funny you said that you thought um you were surprised that the director was allowed to take as many big swing steps as as they did yeah but I kind of look at this film and I'm like, all right, everybody has been talking about how it's a trilogy of trilogies mm. and everybody thought Ray was going to be a Skywalker <laughs> or a lot of people. It was one of the big fan theories that she was going to be a Skywalker. And the idea behind this was you have to play out the Skywalker story because the trilogies are about the Skywalkers. And this film, I honestly think, was like, fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they flat out say, like, fans, cool your jets. Um, but I think the reason why they did that is I do not think it's going to end with episode nine. You mean this main story? Yes, because these three, these three films – seven, eight, nine are um, closing out the, the story behind the first three characters. Like the, the original plan was Hans ending is seven. Luke's ending is eight. Leia's ending is nine. That's been thrown out because of Carrie Fisher passing away. Mm. But, um, but that was the story. And because this is no longer a Skywalker story, I think we're going to see a 10, 11, 12. Well, it's already been um, stated or whatever released that Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. They gave him his own trilogy. And it's got to, and I'm, I'm guessing it's part of the, because the idea was this was going to be the end of the main storyline. And the end storyline's not, the main storyline's not ending. Just anytime soon. I'm so happy that Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy. Yeah. Like, I just want to see this dude. This is what it was always supposed to be. At least this was always the potential when Disney bought Star Wars was 
Now we can get these great filmmakers in and just let them play in this amazing sandbox. Mm-hmm. What scared me after The Force Awakens and, and you know, hearing the trouble on the Han Solo, you know, movie is, oh, no, this is Disney. It's going to be like Marvel. It's going to be like we're going to hire these amazing directors and then we're going to force them to do our thing. Um, this movie gives me hope that that's not going to be the case with Star Wars. I, I, I just think you get better stuff when you let these people, these creatives, just do their thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. absolutely. Have you heard the news about Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek film? No. Yes, he's been given a Star Trek film. Oh, actually, I think I do remember hearing that. And they're negotiating whether it's going to be rated R or not. <laughs> Thanks, Deadpool. Thanks, Deadpool. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Quentin, you should go in expecting a Quentin Tarantino movie if they let him do it, you know? Right. But not necessarily. It's like, what would a Quentin, what would a Star Wars film look like directed by Quentin Tarantino? Or what would, you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's what you should go in expecting. And I'm happy about that stuff. It's like in the comics, man, when you're like, what? Grant Morrison is doing X-Men? What the fuck is that going to look like? Right. And it ends up being really cool because people are, you know, are willing to, to let that happen and let that be. But I feel like with movies, like, oh, no, it's got to be Gene Roddenberry. Like, everyone has to come in and do their best Gene Roddenberry impersonation. Can you imagine if everyone came onto the X-Men trying to do their best Chris Claremont? Like, oh, no. No. No, no. You wouldn't, you, well, that's how everything stagnates. That's how yes. you, you, you don't get any innovation that way. Exactly. Exactly. So we come back to the, you know, the fandom of, like, it's got to be the same. Don't change it. It's got to be, you know, it's like, no, man. Like, that's how exactly what you said that's how it stagnates so this this film like really brought me joy on many many levels and that's one of them um i'm really excited for him to have his own trilogy going forward and i i'm with you i think that this trilogy is ending not necessarily the skywalker saga but it's ending our concept of star wars up to this point that's what it's, yeah. I feel. It's, it, it's ending this version of Star Wars. It's George, ending George, Lu- exactly, George Lucas's exactly, Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that's awesome. Like, I'm all for that. Because, of course, well, there's going to be more Star Wars. Because, because, I mean, I think I would be – like, just looking at this movie, I don't want to only get one more movie with these characters. <laughs> right, right. Like, that's – I mean, at the very base of it, I don't want to just get – one more movie with these amazing characters that they're, they're introducing. And it's not, this movie wasn't formulaic. I totally get force awakens. And I totally, I think he did an amazing job with what he had to do. I yeah, mean, it's like, like there, yeah, there were problems, but he, he was trying to ease us back into this. Yeah. And, and now we've got this opportunity to, and they're, they're basically like, we're going to do whatever the hell we want because we've got some good stories to tell and that's what like why not yeah yeah and it's funny because people have have been talking about this film while he was writing it and once he started filming it other people connected to this franchise jj abrams um i know a couple of the actors are like wait till you guys see what ryan johnson is doing for the last jedi like you know, and I think they they probably saw this and thought, yeah, dude, we want you to do more of these. Like, we want you to have more time with these characters. You know, I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that Ray and Poe and Finn and especially um, Kylo Ren are not. I really hope they they don't end their run with nine as well. But we'll see. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I have um, one that I can have, and they run on nine, but that's me. Um, <laughs> I am not a Kylo Ren fan. Dude, he's I my think, favorite character. I think the character, I get the character, and I think the character is is a very well developed villain, and I, 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 he just triggers, he just triggers something <laughs> in me that I do not like. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's by design. Oh, by I'm way. sure. I'm sure. I, I think. I think he's brilliantly done. I just, I just don't know how long I can watch him for because yeah, yeah. He just like. I guess it's like how much you deal with that sort of person. I guess kind of dictates like how much you know uh, uh, how much you're willing to put up with that character. Well, I, I, I've <laughs> Ray. I've got a geek podcast. I've got a geek <laughs> politics podcast. I'm a high school teacher. I don't. I don't necessarily always want my villains to be whiny white oh guys. God, dude, like dude. I just. I just I love Kylo Ren. I love the how they're handling the new age villain, you know? What is it? What is it that I read? The perfect shitty millennial boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, he really is. Oh my god, Ray. I just can't. It's so good. Because if you think about like Twilight, you know, like that dude should have been the villain. You know what I mean? Yes. They made him the love interest, and it's like no, this is toxic. Like, this is not a healthy thing. Like, this dude is breaking into your room and watching you sleep. What the hell? Right? And so uh-huh. the, what, what I love about Kylo Ren is that they thought, duh, this guy's the villain. Like, this is, this is what the villain looks like, like, for this story. And I'm, I'm just so happy about that. Yeah, but he, like, <laughs> he drives me nuts, Ray. Like, I can't. I'm like, dude, get yourself off the couch and go find a job. Like, that's that's where I am with, with Kylo. <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm, I'm glad that people are – I'm glad that the conversation is, is out there. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. glad that it's front and center about Kylo being like, this is a comment on fandom. Like, he's like the ultimate Vader fanboy. And look what he's like. Yes. <laughs> like, he's ruining Vader. Like, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one uh, uh, article uh, from Vanity, no, from The Ringer that I sent you, who, who talks about um, his lightsaber as a satanic crucifix, like, and that it crackles with anxiety. Like, that's so, <laughs> yes. that's so, like, like, hot topic, like, fucking just <laughs> like emo, like, dude, so good. It's so good. I just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I, I don't know. I don't know that I've, I like, I, he just needs to, they need different villain, different villain. <laughs> like, like I, one more movie. I hope I, I'm, I'll give him nine. I don't want him in 10 through 12. <laughs> New villain. New he's villain. a hell of an actor, man. He's, he's, he's knocking this role out of the park. Like he's <sighs> doing big stuff. Like, <laughs> Like I, I have, and maybe, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like he's just doing too good of a job for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's perfect. The, are you kidding? The 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 boyfriend from Girls from HBO's Girls. Come on, like yeah, I've never seen Girls. It's just so poetic. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I love that scene where where they're they're forced skyping or whatever, and he's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are it's a long distance relationship man Come oh on. my god you're totally right that's like, what it is they're for skyping they're for skyping oh you, my god and she's like can you put on a shirt like you have something on come on uh, like, no, this is just what like you know 
That's exactly what it is. Oh my god! I think I love like every every moment. I love this movie more and more. I'm so glad. This is what I've been looking forward for the last 24 hours to, to be talking to you about this because it's just it's just so crazy. Dude, the whole Ray Kylo Ren thing. This movie was like I was like I re- unless I'm wrong, you know. There is some really sexual undertones going on, and I really hope it, they don't end up being brother and sister. Like, we don't need to pay no. to that part no. of the original <laughs> trilogy, you know? So I was that's another reason why I was really happy when, you know, Ray's lineage turned out to be, like, nothing. Like, no one. That's And I love how they're going towards deconstructing and, and or get, getting rid of the whole Chosen One, you know, thing that we've that's been done to death. Thank you, Joseph Campbell, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, there is, I mean... It, it's they're opposite ends of the force, right? Right. And for every you know, a uh, uh, dark side, you know, prodigy that rises, they know somewhere out there there's a light side prodigy. Mm-hmm. I love that even the characters in this universe by this point have gotten wise to this, you know, yes. as opposed to it being a surprise. What the Sith are still around? It's like no, like the Sith <laughs> will really, always be around. Like, yeah, just, like it, 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 two sides of the same thing, you know. And so um, the idea of having these two beings, like in the past, it's been who it, it was, it was um, Vader and then his son, they had to wait like a long time for like the chosen one or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but to have these two be like an arguing couple, like to like to be like courting almost. Um, and it's not overt, but I, I swear it's there, man. Like, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. Like, I feel like there is a, I mean, I, the, I, for the audience listening, um, Ray sent me like four articles. He's like, I must discuss these things. With you. Oh, dude. <laughs> and so I read, I kind of, I, I briefly read them this morning. I didn't go completely into detail, but um, the one I think you're, you're drawing a lot of your evidence from is the one I read the, the most of. The Vanity Fair article. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and, oh, and I agree with you. Like, I, it's definitely there. And I, I think it's good. And I, I think that's a little bit of why we're getting a um, Rose uh, Finn relationship there right. to kind of right. like a botch on the idea that there's something between Finn and um, and Ray. Right. Right. I'm wondering how much they're allowing these filmmakers to write their part, because I'm sure they have some kind of overarching story or do they? You know what I mean? Well, I, I think we're starting to get into an overarching story of the rebellion, which to me is a lot more interesting at this point. Um, yeah, I was kind of watching The Force Awakens. I just like reading the the crawl on on that the beginning of that movie, mm-hmm. the screen crawl. Yeah, going like it just it just made me think like, hey, we we came from a place of the empire is over, you know, we've won, and and. Part of me wishes that they had spent a little more time showing how the utopia goes from that back to, you know, this cycle of like, oh, there's this evil first order gaining power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They kind of just reset the table saying, hey, remember that great ending at the end of episode six? You know, well, turns out the first order and there's a resistance. And you're like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> why is there a resistance? Like the Republic won. You know what right, I mean? Right. It, it would have been cool to show the first order as like this like sect this like radical sect Mm -hmm. you know that kind of like like i started to look at um uh 
Force Awakens as like uh, there's a scene in there where they they unleash their Star Killer base, which is just like a bigger Death Star, uh-huh. and it's like their coup. You know what I mean? But I wish they had sold it more as that. Like, hey, this is the moment where, you know, Al-Qaeda, sorry, the First Order, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, gains power. This is where they go from, like, this, like, radical, like, sect to, like, actually doing the coup and, like, and taking over. And now we're back to, you know what I mean? Right. The resistance. I read something about how, like, the resistance is, is like the rebels in that it's this, like, sanctioned slash unsanctioned like group that is fighting the first order like kind of like clan clandestinely i don't know what that word is but you know what i mean it just it just felt like such a retread like okay we're gonna reset the table and so for this movie for the last jedi you know they're really on the run they're now they're really down to their last few resistance fighters right Mm -hmm. and they're like hiding out um and so that was cool, but what is like this arc feels kind of like okay, so we're just gonna defeat the empire again, like in the last one. But I, but I, that's the thing. I don't think you're ever gonna defeat the empire again. Like that's the that's that's why I don't see like when you said oh there's a, a new trilogy coming out. That's why I'm like well of course there is because you don't like in the amount of stuff that would have to be covered in the third movie. Yeah. Of this trilogy. Yeah. Is is remarkable because you'd have to rebuild the the resistance. You'd have to close up the the Leia story originally as it was originally plotted out. Yeah. Uh, you have to come up with a conclusion for all the new characters that you just introduced. Yeah. And so for me, it makes a lot more sense that no, we're going to use this as a way to get rid of the George Lucas Star Wars and move forward with I guess you call it the Disney Star Wars. Yes. Um, and and I'm okay with that because I feel like I feel like now you've got these infinite possibilities of where you can take it, and it's going to become like like the the next trilogy can be the arc of a a revitalized resistance building, and I, I'm excited for for one of the things that I think this these last couple of movies have been missing are are new aliens, new species, new. Um, we saw a lot of that in this episode i feel like but but not like very much in the background like it's always been like we don't have and not that you need one-to-one i don't think so um i don't think it was in the background the okay. the, 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 the ice the salt cats or foxes or whatever they they led to them figuring out how to escape the horses or those creatures that they were racing at the vegas planet or whatever they like were part of how they broke out you know what i mean like Right, right, I, I, and, I, and I get that, but we don't. And I'm not again. I'm not saying that we need a one-on-one, but we don't have like, a, like a Chewbacca. We don't have a. a oh, we don't right. have alien characters in main roles. Right. Okay. Playing a part. It's it's all ultimately kind of the human or human-like characters that are are saving the day. Even the droids. I mean, um, C-3PO and R2D2 are are pretty much done. Yeah as i'm concerned like they're like it's all about bb-8 i'm okay with that because bb-8 is yeah. amazing yeah <laughs> i love how the the him and his his evil counterpart are kind of what decided that one scene yes <laughs> like the evil bb-8 counterpart is the one that notices something that's odd you know what i mean right and i <laughs> I, I want that rivalry to play out in future episodes as well <laughs> yeah, because so good yeah so good
Um, God, there's so much to get to, man. I feel like we just like. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pull out stuff that I I remember thinking. Okay, I need to talk to Ray about that. Um, flying, flying Leia. Oh, what did I you think? I liked that. I mean, uh, it threw me because I thought, okay, this is the way they're going to like kill off her character because she right. passed away and blah, blah. But then, you know, when she opened her eyes, I was like, how badass is it to like, they don't explain it. They just say, duh. Like she's also been force sensitive since forever. She's a Skywalker. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think? She hasn't been working on this. Like, what do you, you know? What do you think? Like she just like re- she learns that Darth Vader is her father and Luke is her brother, and just like goes, oh well, like that's it. You know, I'm just gonna carry this blaster around. Like, of course she she can use the Force, and she's she's older. You know. Uh huh. Um. So so I that made it okay with me, and I kind of liked that part of it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. What'd you think? Um. I, it was a little bit. It was a little bit out of the blue, and I think paired with the um the complete barrage against uh, Luke in front of the base before we understood what that all was about. I was like, okay, we're going <laughs> force is pretty amazing. Yeah. And you're <laughs> you Superman if you have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I also kind of look at it as like, because I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow. Okay. Really Luke? Like I thought they, what they're saying is that the force has, has been cultivated and taken to like, it's getting stronger. Like it's been, and that's part of, I mean, the first one is called the force awakens, I think because of Ray, you know, mm-hmm. like the force mm-hmm. has been dormant. Like Luke has all, but cut himself off from the force in all this time. And yet it reaches out and, and, you know, Ray kind of, it activates her, you know? And she says that in, in this film, in the last Jedi, she says something is, is, you know, awoken inside me. And I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. That's the force, you know. It's 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 re the force is reasserting its presence in the universe. Um, but yeah, I thought that was like a bit like wow. Okay, so I guess this is what the force is going to be for the millennial age. Like it's just gonna, like you can do anything. Um, yeah. But I, I, obviously, the they, they, oh, go ahead. The way they played it off was brilliant, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and and when when he he you know disappears because of it, mm-hmm. it's like all right, well, okay, so that did take a lot. That yeah. that was him spending the rest of his energy to be able to do this. Yeah, and, yeah. And I thought that was like okay. So there are consequences because if, as long as there's consequences to what you do, right? You don't want the deuce ex machina thing. You don't want. Yeah, the, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like I don't think we should see that again. Like we shouldn't see flying Leia again. Like that. That's it. That was a one time deal to save her life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um. But I like that they're showing us the force in diff- used in different ways as well that we haven't seen in the past. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I really like – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You, you go. I, I really like the opening sequence of this film, and I feel like that's kind of a thing in Star Wars is to have like an action-y opening sequence. But mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first one that I can remember that actually feels like it has stakes. Yeah. Really dramatic and really heart-wrenching to see these characters be, turn into heroes and – and it's like, wow, for an opening scene, this is like great. This is intense. Well, and and I I love the character. I love the whole dynamic between Poe and Holdo. Mm-hmm. I love I love Laura Dern, by the way. I am such a huge Laura Dern. Like from from her previous stuff, she's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and I loved her character in this. And I I feel like it was a good example where both were wrong and both right. were right. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and it wasn't just cut and dry. Oh, he's going to learn a lesson from this. Like he's going to learn a lesson from this, but he wasn't completely wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that I th- I, there's just so much good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hated her character, but I liked the way that that played out though. Yeah. I really, I was, I think at one point I was calling her character like, um, Holdo Rodham Clinton, I think I was <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the theater, but, um, but yeah, I really liked the way that played out and how it showed that he was being, you know, a fucking dude, you know, like stop, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but, but it took both of them to kind of like make, make their way out of that. It, you know, you know, that was good. Right. Because she wasn't completely wrong. Right. Either because uh, all she needed to say was, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. Like she didn't have to be cryptic. She didn't have to be, Hey, you know, but she felt like she needed to teach him this lesson where no, his original concern was if we all go out there, we're going to be sitting ducks. And guess what? There's like six of them left. Yeah. 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 And dude though, I mean, the, the way she hold the way Holdo shot her ship at light speed at the district. That was fucking the, the whole audience, like, audibly gasped like at the same time and yeah. you can hear it because they cut out the sound at that moment which is brilliant sound editing yeah that was awesome that's one of the most awesome things i've ever fucking seen in a movie like <laughs> that was amazing now here's my question and i don't know the physics behind this is she dead like what why wouldn't she be dead I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the physics of light speed. She, she sacrificed. Her. She was told Leia, like, I'm going to stay behind to, like, man the ship. And they said their goodbyes. Right. But that's, that's like, when she was. But that's when she was going to um, just let them destroy the ship. Like, when what happens to the ship when it goes to light speed through another ship? Like, I don't understand what the physics of that is. I feel like we could deduce what happens. <laughs> I feel like I feel like, too. But but, dude, there, if anything, this movie was all about this is not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not like she did. I, I would agree that my first instinct is that she's gone. But I wouldn't be surprised if they show up, she shows up in a later movie. I would have no surprises. I would be shocked and appalled. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would clutch your pearls for me. It would it would retroactively ruin that moment for me. I thought it was such a great dramatic way to to you know sacrifice yourself. I loved it. That was amazing. Yeah, um, it was an amazing. It was an amazing moment. Within I gotta say this. Uh, within ten minutes of the film starting, I was I was in tears. And um, the reason I was so emotional is just seeing all of the representation all over the place. Um, yeah. I literally, Joe, like was in tears. Like I just, you know, it wasn't with, with the, it wasn't even about like the main characters, like being introduced and stuff. It was just like you just everywhere you look in the background, everywhere you look at different, different ships that they would cut to different pilots, different stations. Like it looked like what the world fucking looks like, you know what yeah. I mean? And that mm-hmm. was great. And I didn't. I, I really was surprised at my reaction. I wasn't expecting to have to have it, you know, feel that kind of impact from it. But it just goes to show like how much that stuff matters. And it's yes. such a simple thing. You're hiring extras. You know what I mean? Like these are bit parts. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, and it was so. It was. It, it looked like it looked like a reasonable collection of people. Like it didn't look like we went to like. <laughs> you know, the whitest part of the country and went, all right, you guys, this way. <laughs> exactly. Yes, totally. Um, 
uh, what do you, I know you don't you don't care for the for the character of Kylo Ren, but what did you think about his whole let the past die thing? Uh, <laughs> again, I thought it was very much a direct a direct comment to the, the fanboys who were just like, all right, we we're just we can't we can't you, do our thing anymore. Like we're like we're done. Like game over, guys. Like we, we can't come up with any fan theories anymore because we're just wrong. We're just like game over, guys. That's it. We're done. So did you agree with his character in that moment? Um, yeah. He's like, let it go, move on. Yeah, I, I, but well, I think she, I think she has to give. I mean, I think everybody has to give up something to move on with life. And so I think yeah. there's, I think the biggest thing is the preconceived notions of what, what she's supposed to be about. What like I honestly thought going into this again, fan theories that why did we bother? Um, is that I thought it was going to be all right. We're going to go to more of a. a a middle of the road gray side where you can use the, the force powers either way, but you know, you're the balance. No, no, she's got the Jedi books. She's read it. Like, like yeah. Even yeah. It, when they said the last Jedi, there's no last Jedi. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, she, he says there will always be Jedi. Like, right, right. But it's what we have known the Jedi to be, because I do feel like there's this self-awareness going forward. You know, right. in the movie, in terms of the force and, and, and the light and dark side. Um, and I love that as the payoff of their like that was the climax of, of their whole storyline through the whole mm-hmm. movie, because, you know, totally. Uh, how about like, you know, th- while, while they're force Skyping, you know, Luke, the disapproving, disapproving father comes in and, he's, you know, you are forbidden from seeing that boy, you know, like, <laughs> you cannot, like he's bad news. You know what I mean? Um, which, of course, just makes her question everything. Um, but she never loses her agency, you know, no. she's always, she's not sexualized. Um, she's a super strong character and she always, you know, though she's tempted, she makes the decision for herself, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say when they were cutting to that, that dark side tunnel on the Island, I turned to my friend Sarah next to me and I said, so are vaginas evil? Like, is that what this is? <laughs> is? Like, what is, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you know, like the lightsabers are already like phallic as, as fuck, you know, and then we got like the evil tunnel, like don't go in the tunnel, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, but I, it was great. I thought, I thought it all really played off well. I do think that, I mean, one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene in the film is their battle in the, in the, um, the, the throne room or whatever. Yeah. Uh, someone refers to it as the red room, which is like from Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, the red room. Um, <laughs> And those like red, like armored knights, like in bondage or whatever, like that was, that was a great, great scene. I got so hyped for like a real, I forgot there was so much in this film up to that point that I was like, oh yeah, lightsaber battle. Like that's also part of like Star Wars. There there were a lot of stuff that was part of Star Wars. There was the tribute to Tatooine at the end before Luke disappeared. There Though, can we get rid of one, there is one throwback to all the Star Wars films that we need to stop doing because they did it in the last one too. Can we stop the dramatic death of the fat pilot? <laughs> Can we just stop that? Like, Porkins is gone. Let him go. <laughs> oh my God. Right when you said that, like, my brain, like, flashed through, like, those scenes in each movie. I didn't even know that information was in there, Joe. <laughs> there, there's always, there's always a fat pilot. And he always gets blown up from back, like always. In in a in a tie fighter, that is what they're like. Like we need to stop. 
That's so true. <laughs> let let Porkins go. I know. I know he is for some. God only knows a fan favorite. <gasps> let him go. <laughs> for, let go of the past. That's hilarious. Um, I fucking loved that they used practical effects for Yoda. Yeah, that was great. Such a great touch. Like they just went for it. Like yes, this looks like nothing else in this film. We know. And you know why we're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, did you like the humor? I know some, I heard some people kind of commenting that was funny than they were expecting. There's always, there's always been humor in, in Star, Star Wars. It, it's, it, it, I think it, it was a little bit more evened out. I think it was throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of, like, when there was, uh, Kylo Ren gave the, What's his face? Um, Hux, a look when they were in the the <laughs> ship, which was just brilliant. Like I forget even what what Hux said, but it was he said something, and Hux just kind of looked at him, or uh, uh, Kyle just looked at him like, really? That was so good. And he's another one. Hux is Hux is another like like basically the the um, what are they called? Not the Empire. I want to call them the Empire. They're not the Empire. Uh, uh, the First sure. Order. They are they are all like they're they're college frat boys. Yeah. Like they really are. They're and they're not even good ones. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and it's it's very interesting. And and am I wrong? There wasn't a lot of diversity. There's not a lot of diversity in the first order. In the first order. No, there isn't. Yeah, they're all old white dudes or young. I mean There is some, but yeah, you're you're right. Um they're, they're I mean, we we know. I feel like it's pretty well stated what the themes are, right? Like what they're yeah. alluding to here. Um, that's. I mean, honestly, that is what made the Ray Ren scenes so like, like that's what made them so impactful for me. Um, seeing yeah. all of that, um, I thought um, Snoke looked really great in terms yeah. of the CGI. It looked really believable and disgusting and grotesque and awesome. And and he was and again he was not the emperor coming back. He wasn't. He was just some Sith dude. Yes, I thought they did such a great job with that character compared to Force Awakens. Um, I love the gold robe that they gave him. Like that was, uh-huh. you know, spoke more to like his personality and like what, what he's like. And yeah, exactly like you said, he's just some like rich, powerful like Sith dude, and you know, like he got taken out in a really, really awesome way. The whole pleasure planet scene was amazing. Oh my god, dude! Yes, I yeah. love how they remastered the uh, the cantina theme. <laughs> like it was just like, okay, you're you're drawing parallels here. I love what you're. I like. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It was yeah, amazing. Her her bit about these are the worst people ever, and then yeah, you are looking yeah. at all like the rich. I mean, this is a very radical film. I felt like it is. Uh, it, it, this is this is very much a movie that is making a commentary on culture today. Yes, and I and I think um, it's drawing from like you said from today's culture in the way that other films have done in the past too. Like I just listen to a podcast about Ghostbusters and how, and they, one of the things they talked about was how of the time that film is. Mm-hmm. You think about it, you know, that's like four, three, three small business men, you know, opening a business. And like the, the big evil bad in that movie is the EPA, the environmental <laughs> protection agency. 
is like, you know, is the big, you know, dumb government force that's trying to keep down the small businessman, you know, with, yeah. with, with their stupid regulations. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is such an 80s movie. And that's how those entities are cast, right? That it's either in a good light or in a bad light, depending on the culture at the time. And I feel like that's the case with, with these films. Um, they're so radical. I mean, alluding to the rich warmongers as the worst people ever. Um, lines like, it's all part of the same machine. Benicio del Toro's character saying, you know, hey, Dem- Democrats, Republicans. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> first order, you know, resistance. It's all the same stuff, you know. Yeah. It's all part, It's going to play out over and over again. Um, and then they, they carry that radical theme, I think, even through to the last few scenes where we see that anyone can be a hero, that a hero can come from anywhere. You don't need to be a Skywalker, you know, you don't need to be, you know, trained as a Jedi from birth or anything like that. The force is accessible to anyone. And um, you don't have to be, and you don't have to be in the first movie of the trilogy to be a hero because exactly. I love, I love the character of Rose. Rose is such a refreshing character to this franchise. I yeah. can't even begin to say. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Rose characters like Rose are, are what's going to keep this franchise going. Otherwise, it's going to die out. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. Um, was there, was there anything anything bad that particularly stood out to you? Everything that was bad for me, I think at some other than I, I do think that there was times when I mean I feel like it could have been trimmed in a little bit. It didn't have to be quite as long. Mm. Um, but. I think everything that was bad was made okay later. Like I said, like the whole, everybody's blowing up Luke and (laughs) you know, there's just a crater with Luke standing in the middle of it. I'm like, really, really? Like, like I, I I had issue with that because I felt like it was like, all right, he's indestructible. Like there's no, there's no drama here now because if, if that can't destroy him, then the lightsaber is going to destroy him. Like it, like what's the point? And then it gets fixed. It's like, Oh, that really wasn't him. Um, the whole Leia flying Leia, I was starting to have a problem with, but I was like, you know what? It works if that's not where we're going with (laughs) the force, you know? Yeah. And so, and I feel like, I feel like every time I was like, oh, I didn't like, you know, anytime I bounced something off of something, I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. And I got back in. Yeah. Um, I thought that the ending with, uh, when they're in the cave and before, right before Luke shows up, they put, they just like really underscored the whole idea of how important hope is uh too many times maybe a couple times too many where it's like we get it like yes hope okay hope is love will fix all that was another thing was that ter- i love rose's character i'm with you but she had the most terrible line in the whole movie for me which is uh that's not that's how we're gonna win not by fighting the things we hate but by saving the things we love i'm like Ugh. oh see, i love that because i'm like no dudes there's still some things that we need to fight like <laughs> ignoring hate is not gonna make it go away like no no no, no no but i don't think that's what she was saying like oh, I, I think what she was saying is she was focused everybody was focusing on on beating the bad that you don't want to lose who you are in that and and give up your own values to accomplish it and i i felt like that was a a very i felt like it was a very hopeful strong message in what is right now in my opinion a very rough world like i i felt like it was uh it was not saying that that was the only thing that was going to um like she wasn't talking about inaction 
but she was talking definitely about not losing yourself and not giving up what you care about because of the bad. Oh yeah. See, I, I read that as like all lives matter. And I was like, fuck you. Like, oh you know, no, I didn't see that at all. Die Rose, die. <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think that that was what it was. I mean, I could be wrong, but to me that, that was like saying, don't lose who you are because you're so focused on destroying what you hate. Right. Right. Um, I guess it depends on, you know, how you read it. I'm hoping that's what people take from it. That's not that's not what I read from it. I was like, oh, no, like, don't give people a pass. Like, you know, we still need to fight the things we hate. You know, like, it's not just about I guess I just it's like that whole idea that love is going to fix everything. It's like, yeah, no, it's not like you still actually have to do shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, I, I can see where you would pick that up. But I feel like because she didn't she didn't do that with inaction. Like that, that was following her, putting her life on the line for somebody else. Right. Right. And, and then, so I think that's why that, that inaction didn't occur to me because she, she's not a character of inaction. She's one of the more active characters in the entire thing where, you know, she's like, let's find a solution to this problem. Let's find a solution to this problem. Right. Right. And then the most awkward kiss in Star Wars. But that's okay because she's, she's awkward. And I think that's part of her charm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, I think, uh, what they did with Finn in this movie, I really liked it. It felt like he kind of took a step back without sacrificing the character. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that whole story and everything. Um, interested to see where that's going to go in the next film though, because I'm like, like there's so many competing storylines uh-huh. in this film i feel like and like you said i don't know you i've heard some people say oh yeah i, I it could have done with like cutting some stuff out and i'm like man i want i hope they expand like like i wish they had another half hour to like really you know address some of those things or flesh them out more right well that's one of the things that i and i'm hoping that this gets kind of picked up in the next movie otherwise i feel like it was a complete waste of time energy and resources but um when you think about it their trip to that pleasure planet yeah a complete waste of time like they didn't get anything out of it like nothing yeah other than they they gave away the ghost on that one yeah yeah um and 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 maybe that was the plot point it was supposed but it accomplished for them nothing and so that was a little bit like if if we don't see um uh benicia del toro's character come back in the next movie yeah I, I, I strongly I feel like there's other better ways f- to bring Finn and Rose together because it didn't accomplish anything. Yeah. I although it, although you do have the you do have the subplot of the children and the, the reawakening of the resistance through them. Yeah. Yeah. God, please pay that off. Yes. Yes. Please. I want to see that. I wanted I wanted to see them go back to the ship with a bunch of kids. I did. Right. Like, right. And possibly those horse things. And I hate <laughs> horses. So for me to be caring about the horse things. <laughs> I loved. Um. I mean, I really liked that even animals were getting representation in this film. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but I did feel that they maybe there was like a few too many cutaway shots to like a cute animal like reacting like a cute creature kind of thing. <laughs> um, well, what are those little furry things called? I don't know, but they're all over, man. <laughs> it's like after the first time, it's screaming into the camera. We're like, yeah, we get it. Like <laughs> I feel like we get it like three times. They're adorable, but they they are they are the next product placement 
Oh, totally. Like that, that is why they are in the movie. Like they're adorable. And I would, I would put one on my, on my desk, but that's <laughs> the only purpose. That's the only purpose they are serving in this movie. Are you a fan of um, Oscar Isaac's character, Poe? I know we mentioned him briefly earlier. Um, I am because I feel like it's a character who doesn't have, um, he's not perfect. He's definitely flawed, but he's passionate. I think, I think his story arc is going to be one of the more interesting ones to follow moving forward because he's got a lot. He's, he's a much more three-dimensional Han Solo. Right. Right. Yeah. How about you? I do think the same thing. I'm thinking he's going to be the new age Han Solo. And I, and I like that. They're not just trying to make him a, you know, smuggler rascal guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. All these characters feel very, I don't know. They're, they're very three dimensional characters. They're not archetypes. Yeah. And they make mistakes and mistakes that, that aren't handily resolved in the end of the movie. I, yeah, I wasn't like the way Finn's um, battle with um, God, what's her name? That one golden star trooper. Uh, um, Phasma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I call it? Star trooper? Jesus. Storm. <laughs> um, yeah. That felt a little underwhelming. It felt like they had to pay that off, but we never really learned much about her. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like why, what, what was her deal? And then she's dead, presumably. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, I wish they gave that, but you know, how are you going to give that story? Like, more? Than There's that? so much. And, and it, it is a little bit from the first it's from, it's a force awakens plot line. And I feel like they're trying to push out some of the stuff that had to pay tribute to right. Previous. Yeah. That's what made me wonder, like how much leeway are they giving the writer directors of these films of of each episode, because like, you know, did, did they talk about the overall, the overarching story? Did Ryan Johnson have to pick up certain things? You know what I mean? That maybe he didn't want to, or that he had to squeeze into his film, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, some of, some of these plot lines kind of made me wonder about that, but, um, I really liked how funny it was. Um, I really liked all of the like wow moments that just like blew me away. There was just so much stuff that is just like, I feel like if you're playing in your room with your Star Wars characters and you're coming up with your own storylines and stuff, like this is some of what we saw in this movie. <laughs> like, right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Up with, you know, on our own. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I'm, I'm most hopeful for seeing that. I like, I like, I've said this multiple times on the show. My favorite type of story is the underdogs fighting for, um, you know, fighting against all odds to beat the bad guys. And I feel like, especially since the resistance has been decimated to such a level, that's what we have. We have like this very small, very vital group of resistors that have to reach out and build, rebuild their forces. And that's what I think I'm most, I'm, I'm excited about the stories that can come out of that motion. Right. Right. Yeah. For, for episode nine, I'm most excited to see the showdown between Ray and Kylo Ren. Yes. That showdown is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I, I think, I think it has to happen. And I do think that a new, a new, character needs to come out to be the bad guy in the following three movies. I don't know that 
well, that may, maybe this is just me. No, I but I don't right. know that I can do Kylo for another three movies after this. I think you're right, though. I think that's that that's it. Feels like that's by design that his arc is going to end with the next film. Um, just with with them two face set to face off in episode nine. Now they have history. Now they have intimate history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were like on the verge of like being partners, you know, and, and you can take that however you want to, because I think it's meant to kind of work on multiple levels. You know, if the way I was reading this whole thing is that like, you know, there was a, a courtship or a connection that was a tentative courtship to me, that whole battle scene with the Praetorian guard is like their sex scene, you know? Like they, they were working together. Like they were the, the way they even fought together. It was like a dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was such a great, I mean, the choreography of that fighting just blew me away. It was so good. There were things that we hadn't seen yet, you know, like where the moment where I think he or she drops the lightsaber and then catches it at a, at a lower uh, point in order to, to kill the one dude, um, uh-huh. the way he, you know, takes care of, um, uh, Snoke using the lightsaber that's sitting next to him, like all that stuff is just cool shit, man. That like we just haven't seen yet in in lightsaber duels. So that was great. But then after that, that was probably like the most intimate part of their whole th- uh, uh, relationship. For him to then, you know, for her to reject him, right, and say like, no, like I'm not. Now he's the stilted like lover boy. Like now he's the angry like you know, shoot her out of the sky. I want her dead, you know, because she rejected me. Um, yeah. And he doesn't have, and he doesn't have the tools to, to, to cope with that. Right. He doesn't, it's not like he can't even force her. He tries at, at one point in the movie to command her to do something with the force. And she just like brushes it off. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. And he doesn't <laughs> try it again at all. You know? So it's cool because it's really set up for them to have like a meaningful showdown in episode nine. So that's, that's what I'm probably most looking forward to. Okay, so here's my here's my big question for you. If he goes away, um, what do you think the chances of us getting our first uh, woman Sith? Oh, that would be so great! Oh my god, I, I hadn't even considered that. That would be awesome um, because we haven't had one yet. Now I know there are some women in the extended universe that have been bad guys. And we've had Phasma. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of bad women characters. Um, yeah. I, representation-wise, I think it'd be great. Story-wise, I think it would be. It's a needed dynamic, like just a change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like that idea. Um, especially, especially if Kylo Ren makes her his apprentice. Yes. Because then you can get that. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna go with the frat boy love relationship analysis, like if we're gonna go with that kind of idea, um, then then it would make sense that she would like the this would be kind of the the new girlfriend. Oh my god! The new yes. like the 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 mean girl. <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to reduce the character to that, but it 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 would it would make sense. It, you could yeah. see you could see that dynamic playing back and forth. Totally, it, does, it would make sense because guys suck, and that happens. So, it, yeah. Um, but my, remember, there's only ever two Sith, right? I don't know if we're still doing that. And then the apprentice kills their master, so that would be cool too. Right. That would be really cool. Um, 
Yeah, there's just so many possibilities. This is what this film did for me, is that it just, oh, okay, like, there's so much possible, and we're seeing it on the screen now for the first time. That, well, and, that's the what I'm taking away most from this film. And you can also see where, you know, I, at the beginning of our discussion, I talked about how game over, we're not allowed to 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 figure out like there's no more fan theories because they basically shut those all down. And we're like, no, she's not related to anybody. And no, Snoop's just a guy or Snoke's just a guy. Yeah. And, uh, but now it gives us the opportunity to go, well, what if they go in this direction? What if we go in that direction? (laughs) So, so for those of you who are upset because you weren't going to be able to, to geek out about this anymore, I think they've just pushed our geeking out in a different direction. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Um, before I, I, it, I'm sensing we're getting close to wrapping up. Before we do that, I want to just point out one more time, if we haven't enough already, that Mark Hamill does a great job in this film. Yeah, he really does. He knocks it out of the park. He really shows off his acting chops, which um, I was really happy about. Uh, the way they handled Luke's character and the way he just carries himself through each scene and each emotion his interaction with Yoda, his interaction with Ray, like all of the stuff with, with Ben at the end. So good. I think he did such a great fucking job in this film. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you, I, I wish we got Mark Hamill in more than just star Wars, because yeah. I think, you know, I, I know he does a lot of voiceover now, but this movie kind of made me wish that we had had, more opportunities and more films to uh to really get to know him as an actor yeah i feel the same way yeah he was really really fun to watch in this yeah i I agree i agree all right um so coming up next week you and i are back for our end of the year uh, review and uh, we're certainly going to have a lot to talk about so I'm looking <laughs> forward to that um, we'll have to wrap our heads around all the stuff that's happened this year because it's been kind of crazy and it just keeps getting crazier yeah no kidding right Jeez. <laughs> I mean that's you know geek properties will be there for it yeah do you have any shout outs this week Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Sarah Walsh who sat next to me while we watched uh, The Last Jedi, and we both were very extroverted people, I think, in some ways. <laughs> some ways we're not, <laughs> but in some ways we very much are. When we get hyped about stuff, we like show that physically, and so her and I were standing and cheering and like she's like punching my arm like (laughs) the the lightsaber duel like fight scene she was punching my arm and like grabbing like forearm and like pinching me and like i'm sure i have bruises but um yeah it was a lot of fun watching star wars with sarah uh it's our second i think star wars film that we've seen together so i think we're just gonna keep it going um yeah so shout out to sarah that that was a, a ton of fun to have someone else geek out in such a physical visible way with me while we watch this awesome we still need to see a movie together, Ray. I think it would be an experience. Yeah, right? I mean, Infinity War is going to be the <laughs> thing, right? That's Yeah, we may have to do that. We really oh, have to plan ahead for this. I'm kind of thinking, um, for myself anyway, I'm not going to subject anyone else to this, but I'm kind of thinking um, 3D IMAX for Infinity War. Or, or, yeah, we could we could do that. I could I could get on on board for that. 
I mean, if we're going to do we'll, we'll have to war, yeah, we just got to go for it. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Maybe maybe we'll get a whole group of people <laughs> and then we'll do like a big episode afterwards. Or like the cinema, the cinema, cinema dome thing at the at Arclight in Hollywood. Maybe. Have you been, have you seen a, a movie in that? Theater? Yeah, because we used to live real close to there. So I've seen okay. a couple of things. That is huge. Yeah, I watched pretty cool. That was huge. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to give two shout outs of very differing types. Uh, first, I want to give out a, a shout out to my friend, Jara, who was supposed to have a wedding this weekend. And because it was in Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara is currently on fire, uh, they have postponed. And that's like, that's like terrible. Nobody wants that to happen. So, so just, you know, thoughts to, to Jara because uh, him and his bride to be are wonderful and in love, and it's <laughs> not a great way to start. Um, so we're thinking about you, buddy. And then um, on a completely different note, I want to say hello to um, Frasley from the Frazzlecast and any other new listeners who've hopped on over because they've started listening to Podcast of the Whale and want to check me out over here. Welcome, and we're very excited to have you. Um. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound. It is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out our other geek to geek podcasts, such as the geek to geek Podcast, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, The Comic Box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. Make sure to join us at our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? I am at Ray Vargas 3 um, on all social media pretty much. So whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr, um, backslash Ray Vargas three is where you'll find me. And my website is also, um, at Ray Vargas three.com. All right. Thanks again, Ray, for, for joining us. This was great. And, <laughs> yeah. This was, this was a fun episode to record. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a big one. <laughs> and for all of you out there listening, remember this week, keep it geek. The red legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? (sighs) Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. 
visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. 